A motor car. Gad, what have I been missing? Yet he has a certain air. Debonair and devil may care. It's the new schoolmaster. Who's his name? Ichabod. Ichabod Crane. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of October 4th, 2020. This is episode 104. Disney Marvels, a show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. We'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney Podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast. Uh, but as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar. Which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, that's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs. Uh, so uh, please get back to me. Uh, oh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney, well, Marvel, uh, particularly what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs, I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams, wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. In the 40s, because of the times, what was going on, the war particularly, Disney had to change the way that he made movies. The animated movies particularly. He could not just make a full-length production like he did with Snow White, Cinderella, Snow, um, Pinocchio, Dumbo, so many of those other movies. He had to change things up because, well, the war was going on. Money was tight. His staff was tight because a lot of, them, a lot of effort was now being put into the war effort. So they started to do what they called package films, or eventually would become called package films. And these films, you know, you had Melody Time, The Three Caballeros, uh, Make Mine Music, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Strangely enough, the last movie came out October 5th, 1949 some 71 years ago. So to celebrate the 71st anniversary of this beloved film, and strangely enough, because it is October, and we have Halloween coming up in so many days, I figured I'd just give you some fun facts about the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. A film that, if you haven't seen it, is kind of bizarre in the way that it works together, because you have the more horror, horrific, um, scarier part elements of Ichabod, the adventures of Ichabod. 
But then you have the more whimsical end of Mr. Toad. Two completely different novels, two completely different stories, one being a short story, one being a novel, um, one being American and one being British, though both written in England. Go figure. So what do we know about, let's start off with the beginning and the adventures of Ichabod, Ichabod Crane, or as most people know it, the story of the Headless Horseman. This film was narrated. Um, it was narrated by Bing Crosby. The other part, actually, adventures uh, of um, Mr. Toad, is narrated by Basil Rathbone. Both were casted in the film to increase the audience's appeal. Uh, Crosby, being one of the most commercially successful singers of the 30s and to the 50s. They had also acted in several films and already won an Oscar. And Basil Rathbone was better known for his starring roles in the film's series about Sherlock Holmes, which he made 14 films released between 1939 and 1946, which, strangely enough, a lot of those were actually by 20th Century Fox Studios, which, well, we know what happened with that. Some of them were made by Universal. But Walt Disney was intimately involved in the adventures of Ichabod, uh, Ichabod Crane's section uh, to capture the feeling of the location and sense of the background traditions of Ichabod Crane's Walt personally ventured to Terrytown region on the Hudson River in New York, uh, New York State. The filmmakers also researched the music of the colonial period to ensure the film's historical accuracy. Following World War II, the cost, as I mentioned, of making feature films had diminished, so the studio decided to make featurettes and bundled them together, bundled it with Window to Willows, which they'd been working on since the early 40s and never was able to fully uh, finish because of everything going on. Originally, they were going to call this uh, movie Two Fabulous Characters. But later, they altered it to The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. The vivacious Katharina has a look-alike. The superstitious schoolmaster Ichabod, largely animated by Disney legend Frank Thomas, looked unlike any other character Disney ever produced on screen before this time. The Paramore, however, looked uh, decisively more familiar. In fact, animators used the model of Grace Martin from the Martins and the Coys uh, sequence of Make My Music for Katrina. They also both resembled uh, Slewfoot Sue in the Pecos Bill short. Bing Crosby viewed the project as a labor of love. He actually had his coil, uh, choral group from his radio program, the uh, Rhythmarines, on his uh, with him to record three songs for Ichabod Crane's episodes. In addition to narrating the film, he made the recordings of the songs "The Headless Horseman," "A Family Affair." A, a, he made it a family affair. He invited his sons, Gary, the twins, Philip and Denise and Lindsay to join him in the recording studios.
Many wonder about the history of the Headless Horseman. Although the Headless Horseman made his first appearance in Washington Irving's uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was first published in England in 19, 1820, it wasn't until about 1917 in the U.S. edition that gave him his backstory of possibly being a Haitian trooper whose head had been carried away by a cannonball in some nameless battle during the Revolutionary War. Since Haitian troopers fought for the British, the rumors surrounding the Headless Horseman's past would have made Ichabon Cranes particularly weary of the menacing figure. While the characters are fictional, the places, the names, and landmarks depicted in the Legend of Sleepy Hollow are mostly factual. That the Tarrytown of the short story of the village of Tarrytown in Westchester County, New York, is founded by the Dutch settlers in the 17th century and is located about 25 miles north of Midtown Manhattan in New York City. Some of the other landmarks are located in nearby villages in northern Tarrytown, which was long nicknamed Sleepy Hollow, and was officially renamed to this in 1996. If you're driving up the, uh, the highway there, you will see exits for Sleepy Hollow. Washington Irving himself was buried in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Thrussell Ravenscroft was originally going to sing the Headless Horseman song, which again I just said Bing Crosby sang. His version of the song, though, can be uh, heard on a compilation CD, Walt Disney Archives Collection, Volume 1. Information that the Headless Horseman died in the nameless battle of the American Re Revolutionary War from 1775 to 1784 is not unreasonable. As I mentioned, the province of New York had some major campaigns of wars um, were in battlegrounds such as the Battle of Long Island in 1776 and the landing of Kipps Bay also in 1776. However, Washington Irving probably took the inspiration from the Battle of White Plains, which took place in 1979, which took place only 10 miles from Tarrytown and Sleepy Hollow. The American general, William Heath, William Heath, apologize, wrote in his memoirs that they witnessed a Haitian horseman, a Haitian horseman being decapitated by a cannonball during the battle. The body of the Haitian soldier was supposedly buried in an unmarked grave in a graveyard off of Terrytown's old Dutch church by the townspeople. So there's some interesting facts about Ichabod's venture. Now, Going to the other side, the adventures of Mr. Toad, or also better known as The Wind in the Willows. The, there's a connection to another film, a favorite film of mine. If you're an avid listener, you know it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. One of my favorites, none other than Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The Tomb Patrol, the uh, quote-unquote cops that work for Judge Doom, were, were designed and patterned after the weasels from... Disney's version of the Wind in the Willows. Wind in the Willows, Agnes McBadger tells Ratty and Mole that they that something has to be done about Toad as he is spending too much money. This is actually a sly dig at Roy O. Disney, who was always complaining to the animators about his brother Walt, who was spending way too much money on movies, theme parks, etc. The idea to produce the film based on the Wind in the Willows which was novelized in 1908, was suggested to Walt in 1938. Since the novel featured an anthropomorphic 
animals in which uh, which was thought animation style is you know easy for adaptation um, Disney secured the rights to the novel that same year the full name of the Disney of Disney's version of Mr. Toad is J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire this is actually not based on the novelization of Mr. Toad which is just Toad this is Disney's name you know expanding upon the name giving it a little more character even if you go to the attractions or in Walt Disney World's version which no longer exists but he has a um, epitaph he has a, 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 a gravestone in the Haunted Mansion which has his full name J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire engraved upon it the Horse of Brom Bones. Oh, this is actually, sorry, going back to the other, uh, I went the wrong way here. Ah, Bone, Brom Bones, which features prominently in the story of uh, Ichabod. My notes are out of order, I apologize. Uh, the story calls him the Daredevil. He's mostly the untamed horse which only Brom can ride, and he's constantly tricks uh, which keep the riders constantly at ri uh, risk. Reportedly, uh, Brom likes it this way. Going back finally to The Wind in the Willows. The novel The Wind in the Willows, which was one of the most popular works by Kenneth Graham, but it was not really a professional writer. This is actually the second book, though, of his that Disney adapted, the first one being The Reluctant Dragon in 1941, I believe it was. He spends most of his uh, life uh, raised through the ranks of employee of the Bank of England until he retired in 1908 where he published a few literary works between 1890 and the 1900s. His literary output, though, is small. He gave up after writing and publishing these novels. Of these two movies, do you like either one better? Are you familiar with them? What do you like about these movies? Do you have a favorite character? Let us know. Join the conversation on Facebook. Disney.com, uh, or Disney.com, I apologize. Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's Podcast or Facebook group Facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Disney Marvel's and the Instagram at Disney, um, at Disney Marvel's Podcast. You can email the show with your answers or suggestions for episodes or just to, to do towards episodes to Disney Marvel's at gmail.com. You can also leave voice messages through the Anchor app and website. And if you do that, you may hear yourself on the show as part of the show. Links to everything is in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days and how crazy life is. And everything is going on and spinning and the holidays are coming up before we know at the end of the year and what's going on next. And the fact that you're taking some time out to listen and hopefully use it as an escape from all the craziness going on means a lot to me. It really does. And I, I, I can't thank you enough for spending time with me as I talk about all sorts of Disney stuff. Best thing to do, though, if you can, I really, if I can, just borrow a couple more seconds of your time, go on to iTunes, rate the show, give it a rating, leave a comment if you want, that's optional. But we have a whole bunch of five-star ratings right now, only five-star ratings, and I, I feel truly blessed that you've done that for me. Those of you who have not leave a rating yet, it's not too late, it's not too early, go ahead and do it now. Uh, it just helps promote the show. The more ratings that we get, the more people find out about the show, and the more people start listening and 
Therefore, we get a bigger Disney family, as Walt believed it. In a big Disney family, so did I. So do I. But if you can't go on iTunes and do it, just tell someone that you know who likes Disney. Listen to Disney Marvel's podcast. You'll have a, hear a lot of interesting things going on over there. You never know who will show up. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. But while you're at it, also consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out. You can do this over at the anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support. Or you can find our Patreon page. Link to both of those are in the show notes. Through Patreon, you get to link fun little stuff too. Whatever you're facing out there, no matter how difficult, how impossible things are, how much life is bearing down on you, it just seems impossible. Please, please, don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. No matter how dark things there is a light within. Grab hold and embrace that light. Because it will lift you and it will shine the path of the Follow the light unto greatness. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give up. I'd like to end this week's episode children to read books on many subjects. Again, that was Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.